This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Welcome, everyone. So, tonight we're going to discuss a little bit about Parashat Lech Lecha. And I'd like to start off by speaking about the whole situation. What happened was, first point, is it... Is a person's life who's famous, is that a good life, a bad life? What's the story? Huh? A person's life that's famous. So I want to tell you something. You ready? Tell us, Rabbi. I'll tell you. It (laughs) It seems from the parasha that it is a very good thing. How do I see it? It says... That Hashem tells Abraham, if you leave the land, lech lecha, what? Sham eschea legoi gadol. Over there, you'll be into a great nation, you'll be great, and there's kind of he writes, that what? That over there you'll basically be famous. Right? Va'agadala shemecha. Right? Hareni, hareni mosipo de shemecha, but but the thing is, He's saying that he's going to be blessed seemingly with fame. So it sounds like it's a beracha. But if you know anybody who's famous, who's very, very famous, it's not the greatest, greatest. Why? Because wherever you walk, you can't have a, a proper life. You're walking to the store, you get 15 people taking a picture, can I get your autograph, can I get a picture, can I this, can I get, can I? everybody's watching you, what are you doing? But it seems that it is a good thing. So is it a good thing or is it not? If, a, if you see a famous person, right, that's all over, everybody knows this guy or whatever it is, and they know this, no, no. So when he, he can't have a proper life. When he goes to a store, everybody knows him. Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? The guy just wants to shop and leave. He goes, million people, he has to go around with security all of a sudden, never had security in his life. So in the beginning is fun. Now I have security guards, I'm going around, and this and that. But at the end of the day, it gets annoying a little bit. You can't go to a proper uh, place to eat without 15 people. You try to eat your pizza, and 15 people are on your head. Can I get your autograph? Can I this? Can I that? Can I this guy? So wait, it seems like you don't have a life. But it seems over here, that what? It's the biggest beracha. What is the beracha that Hashem is giving Abraham? By the way, leave and you will be famous. And that's good. You hear the question, Stephen? You know the answer? Very simple answer. The answer is that famous is good for a certain degree. What is that? I'll tell you. This past summer, I was walking with my good friend, Joey Batty. You know my Joey Batty? You know who he is? My good friend. And we're walking together. And we're walking to shul. He's going to shul with me. To, we have him in Yan, in, in Jersey. And he says, this is amazing. I said, what? He says, the fact that you have a minyan, right? People know that you're the rabbi. I said, and? He said, and you could have influence on other people. Because they know that you are the rabbi here. You have authority here. And therefore, all you have to do is smile. Because when you smile, they feel so good. The rabbi said hello. And I never thought about that. So basically, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is showing Abraham, Abraham, I'm going to make you famous. You know why? Because if you become famous, you could have influence on the whole world. If you have power, 
You have influence on the whole world. Do you realize? Do you realize that or no? If you have, a, 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 if you're a very powerful p- person, you're a very influential, influential person. So therefore, automatically, that power you could use for the good. What for the good? To spread out his name. I'll give you an example. You ever take a basketball player, and you ever see him wearing sneakers? And what happens when he wears sneakers, Albert? All of a sudden, after he wears the sneakers, how many people buy that sneaker? Millions. Millions of everybody's buying that sneaker, right? You ever, you ever see the ad like a Gatorade, right? The, the, you see the basketball playing drink, drinking Gatorade. Oh, Coca Cola! Everybody's gonna drink Coca Cola now. What's the shot? The shot is he has so much influence that when you see him doing something, what are you going to do? You're gonna copy it. You're going to copy it, right? Same thing. So Hashem is telling Abraham, Abraham, I'm going to make you famous. I, but wait, that's not a good life. No, no, it's the best life. You know why? Because now you'll have the influence that whatever you do, everybody's going to follow you. When you serve me, everybody's going to follow you. When you, that's what Abraham Avinu did. What did he do? He had so much money that he was able to invite everybody for a huge meal. And after everybody was done, guys were saying, Bekat Amazon. He had that much influence to make everybody say, oh, who is saying what I want to do? Oh, Tashem, who's Hashem? Oh, I don't know who he is. I'm not, I'm not saying that. Oh, you know what? You know what? have to pay for your meal. That's what happened. That's what Hashem says. Oh, you, know what? you don't want to say what I want to do? No problem. Pay for your meal. Oh, no, I'll say I'll say Teach me again. But he had so much influence that people would come to his house because they knew Abraham, 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 Abraham. And what was the purpose? The purpose was so Abraham could influence God's name in the world. And guess what? We have to learn from this great lesson for our lives, because whatever we in contact with, we have a big influence. You see, you don't realize how much power you have within you. You don't realize whether you become, whether if you're a father, you have an influence on your whole house. That's the easy part. If you're a father, you have influence in your whole house. You know, one time they uh, they, they they were at they were at a at a I was at, I was at a place once, and uh, I'll never forget they. Uh, they, they, they complimented the father. They said, by the way, your son is so great. Your son is so great that he comes to learn at night for, straight from work. He's dead tired with a knapsack with, from his work and everything like that. And he sits and learns. And this father was an old man by now. And he started laughing. He said, why are you laughing? He said, because you, where, do you think, where do you think he got that from? He said, he got it from his father. I used to do the same thing. And I, I used to be dead tired. I used to come home from work. And I used to want to just go to sleep. But right before I went to sleep, I would see my son. And I would look at my son and I would see like, wait, he's going to know when I leave the door, Daddy, where are you going? I'm going to learn. So when he grows older, what is he going to do? He's going to learn. Because you are, you, are an influence, you are an influence for your family. How many times people, they, they do, they, the family's not religious, and all of a sudden... The guy comes back from Israel for the year, and he comes along, and he turns around the whole house. How did he do that? Very simple. He had the influence. And therefore, the first lesson that we have to learn in Parashat Lechlecha is that when you have that influence, when you have that fame, when you have that capacity, and you have that ability, you must use it. You must use it. You hear that? Stephen, you got a lesson over here? First lesson, you have to use your fame that people should learn from. And that's, is it a good thing? Of course it's a good thing. If you do what's right. If you do what's right. Because it, it could work vice versa. If you're famous, you influence your guy. You know, by the way, I'll never forget. Somebody once told me, if you ever want to get a group of guys to learn, says, yeah. He says, get the leader of the group. 
I said, what do you mean? Because he has so much influence, the leader of all the friends, he'll get all the friends. That's what he'll do. So is he serious? Try it. Get the leader of the group, he'll influence everybody. But that same power could go bad or good. Hashem trusted Abraham and said, Abraham, I trust you if I give you that power and influence, you'll be able to spread out my, my word. Now, that is the first underlying thing that a person must understand. Second thing is, that we have to discuss is this. Abraham Avinu, we know, there's a fight that goes on with the shepherds of Abraham and the shepherds of Lot. What does... What, what happens after that? Abraham tells Lot, listen to his words. Abraham, Abraham, Lot. Abraham tells Lot, Let's not have a fight. Our shepherds, we don't want to fight. We're brothers. There's no fighting. First thing, there's no fighting. But what does he say? This, this is the part that I want to, want to stress out. You have the whole land. Look how Abraham Avinu acts for peace. He wants peace so much, and he doesn't want to fight. He's ready to give up. Wherever you want to go, I'll go the opposite direction. You want to choose that place? I'll choose that place. You want to choose that place? I'll choose the other place. Look how it is by Abraham Avinu, he's trying to teach us a lesson. Don't ever get into a... Don't ever start getting into a mahalokit. So how do you prevent that? You, you, you go so far as to say, whatever, whatever you want, alright, go. you want to go that way? I'll go, I'll go that way. You want to go this way? I'll go this way. Whatever you want, just not make into fight. You know, a lot of times a person, for a little, uh, a little uh, principle, the principle, it's the principle, Rabbi. It's the principle. It's the principle that counts. You're right. He might be right, but it's the principle. I'm not going to... No, it's wrong. In order to stay away from the Mahloket, Abraham Avinu tells Lot, Lot, I don't want to even start to have a fight. You choose wherever you want to go, and I'll go the opposite way. That's, that's pretty, that's pretty, uh, you have to have pretty, uh, uh, what's it called, the big shoulders to say that. You're totally separating yourself. Wherever you want to go, alright. You want to go that way? I'll go that way. There's a guy in our community, he opened up a yeshiva. He's opened up a yeshiva, and this, this, oh, this yeshiva opened up, I'll tell you which yeshiva after, this yeshiva opened up about 25, about 25 years ago. And his, this person's brother-in-law told me, I also opened up a yeshiva. And before I opened up a yeshiva, two people were opening up a yeshiva, and this person said, I was about to open up a yeshiva for boys. What were you opening up? He says, I was opening up a yeshiva for boys. He says, okay, you want to open up a yeshiva for boys? I'll stop my yeshiva, and I'll open it for girls. I'll open up, I'll open up uh, Benot, Benot Bet, Bet, Bet Yaakov. And that's what happened. Till today, it's still existing. That's exactly what happened. Think about what happened right now. Again, I'm going to go over. Again, what happened? 25 years ago, there's two people opening up yeshiva. And I heard this firsthand from the Rosh Yeshiva who opened up the boys' yeshiva. Two people were opening up yeshiva at the same time 25 years ago. And the Rosh Yeshiva tells me, I want to tell you a story. 25 years ago, when I was opening up this yeshiva, there was another rabbi in our community. His name was Rabbi so-and-so. I said, yeah, and? And he, I knew that he was opening up yeshiva, and he knew I was opening up yeshiva. He came to me and said, you're opening up yeshiva. You're, you're opening up for, the, for, the, for yeshiva for boys? Or what are you doing? A Bet Yaakov or yeshiva for, for, for boys? What are you doing? He says, because whatever you're doing, I'm going to do the opposite. So if you want to open up for girls, I'll open up for boys. You want to open up for boys, I'll open up for girls. And that's what happened. He said, no, I want to open up for boys. He said, okay, fine, I'll open up for girls. His girls' school is still around till today, and Baruch Hashem is doing nicely. But what happened? 
he, I'll tell you after the, after the class, I'll tell you exactly what it is. I'll tell you the rabbi's name. I'll tell you both rabbi's names. That they both study yeshiva. But look how great that is. Two rabbis, they don't want to make mahalakit. They're about to start something right now. One rabbi starting here, one rabbi starting there. The other rabbi that was about to open says, before I open, I know you're about to open. Uh, whatever you want to do, do. I'll do the opposite. You want to open up for boys? Open up for boys? I'll open up for girls. You want to open up for girls? I'll open up for boys. There was no competition. They didn't want to fight. He didn't want to fight. You know what kind of uh, uh, kawach power you have to have for that? Avraham Avinu was like, listen, I don't want to fight. I don't want to have any fights. Where do you want to go? You want to go to the right side? I'll go to the left. You want to go to the left? I'll go to the right. Just get out of the mahlokit. Whatever, whatever it is in life, just get out of the mahlokit. And sometimes I want to add this in. Sometimes uh, to get out of the mahlokit, you have to have a separation. That's what Avraham Avinu is doing. He's separating himself from the positions. Why do I, why do I say that? I'm going to tell you, sometimes a person might buy, you know, he buys a house, and you know, there's a shared backyard. And a lot of times you're scared to put a fence in between. You, you, you have full rights to put a fence. And the other guy, you don't want to infringe him. But you see that what? There's uh, my kid's fighting with the other kid. Uh, uh, his wife is fighting with my wife. And you have things. Oh, he parks the car more on his on my side than his side. You see, you ever see like a shared driveway and half the half his car is sitting on my side and the other half is on his side. So you want to put a fence to avoid the problem. So in the beginning, you might be, oh, you know, I don't want to bother the guy, I want to bother the guy. But you see from Abraham Avinu, a lot of times, you know, the fence is, is helpful with the, with, 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 the, with the charismatic matter. Fence is helpful. And, and you have to be scared. I'm, I'm doing it, I'm doing it in order to, to have our privacy. And this, because a lot of times it happens, by the way. I remember on my block, it happened. To, 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 you have it on your block too? You have it on your block or no? It happened, right? It happened, it happened to another person on my block, and he said that, that, that they both agreed to have a bigger fence, so therefore it'll be, it'll be like completely separate. Because they were fighting. Every time there was a fight, he's blocking, he's blocking a little bit of his, his side of the driveway, he's blocking a little bit of his side of the driveway. So let's just put a fence, so you know, this is your side, this is my side, I'm finished. So sometimes, you see from our mirror, sometimes you have to separate, you have to do it. And that is, that is the right thing in life. Now, the next point that I'd like to discuss over here is, after all that, what happens is, what happens is, Abraham, there's a fight between four kings and five kings, and the, and the four kings killed the five kings, and we know that who was involved, who was captured, Lot. And now if you look over there, where it speaks about Lot, it says, Abraham found out that was going on. Vayishma Abraham, Achiv. He found out, boys, 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 please. He found out that Abraham got captured, and what's his first reaction? What's his first reaction? It says, Vayirdof. When you see your brother needs help, what's your reaction? Vayirdof. You gotta run to help. You hear what's going on? What happened? Abraham, Vayishma Abraham. He found out that his brother got hostage. He, they took Lot. What does he do? It says, Vayirdof. He ran. What, what, what do you mean? Wait, wait, wait. Relax. Think about it. No, no, no. If my brother's in trouble, I'm doing everything that I can do to get him, get him out, out of the trouble. And that's a real brother. A real brother is, if you're in trouble, your brother steps in to do whatever it takes to make sure it happens. If you're a family member, guess what? The first thing you have to do, make sure. Is my family okay? This is what's going on. I just heard this was happening. You stop everything and you run. You know, that's the right thing. Oh, you hear situation? I'm there. What's the matter? Everything Okay. That's a real feeling. And where we learn from Abraham Avinu, what does he say? He hears, Vayishma Abraham, He heard that his Lot gets captured. What's his first reaction? Vayindof, he ran. He ran means he chased. It didn't say Vayaratz. It didn't say, the Pasuk doesn't say Vayaratz and he ran. 
Vayaratz is he ran. No, Vayirdof. It means what? He chased. He was chasing it so fast. Because if your brother is in trouble, the first thing you have to do, let me see what I can do. Let me see what I can do. And that applies, by the way, not just to your physical brother. If you can help a friend get religious, you do what you can. Because guess what? I'll never forget. Rabbi Shaul Kassin, Allah Rabbi Shalom, he passed away. You know the chief rabbi, Rabbi Shaul Kassin? You know what he said? He said, Kiruv, what's Kiruv? Kiruv is, this is what he said. This is what he said. He said that Kiruv is where a person, right? A person is, imagine right now a person is kidnapped. His kid is kidnapped. Imagine his kid is kidnapped. His kid is kidnapped. And he doesn't know where his kid is. Now you go ahead and you find the kid and you return to the father. What would the father give you? What would the father give you? What, what would he give you? Anything you want. What do you want? What do you want? I'll give you anything. You got my, you found my kid? I'll give you anything. Rabbi Katzen said, if you have a friend, let's say he's, he's, he's to- he, if you have a friend and you know you can bring him back, he's totally off the religion. He said that he's captured, he's captured from the Yetzirah, he's kidnapped by the Yetzirah. He doesn't know anything. He's kidnapped. And you go ahead, and you get him religious, and you say, Hashem, look, I brought your kid back. You don't know what Hashem will give you. Anything you want. What do you think? Are you sketching? You get anything you want. But again, you don't go get influenced. You know, sometimes a guy is trying to, get, trying to go get his friend. Meanwhile, you see the guy, the two years, what happened to you? Oh, I was trying to get my friend uh, religious, but he got me not religious. No, you got to be smart, you know. Before, before that, that's the, that that's the, that's the thing. But what does it say? It's saying over here that a person has to know, this is a very big sword. If a family member is ever, ever in need of anything, and you have the ability to help, you don't just help, you run and you chase to help. That's Abraham Avinu. He chased. Now we have to go on. Because this is very important. Now he chased. Guess what? He wins the war. He wins the war. But who did he take with him? It says over there, one of the opinions in Ashi says, that who did he go with? He went with who? Anybody know? Eliezer. Right? Eliezer. Now, after the war is over... Right, after the war is over, it says over here, it says, Malkitzedek came out and gave him bread and wine, and he gave him a beracha. Baruch Abraham, le'el elion, koneh shamayim ba'aretz. It must be your bar mitzvah parasa. Am I right? Yeah. I knew it, because you knew it. Wait, you read up to Ravi'i? Not bad. No way! Wow! Usually back in the day they read the three aliyot, but you read the whole thing? So, so repeat it again. You, you, you finish. Oh, he says over here, Baruch Abraham le Kelion, Kone, Shamayim Vaaditz. Guys, I'm fired. So, what does it say? It says, Kone, Shamayim Vaaditz. You ready for this question? Shouldn't it say, Ose, Shamayim Vaaditz? Hashem owns the world. He made the world. He made the world. It should say, He made the world. I'd like to say a little bit of a deeper concept right now, but just pay attention a little bit. Pay attention. Like this. According to Ramban, the Ramban says that Tzadat doesn't exist like on houses and on clothing unless you're in Israel. The Ramban. You look at him by Yikva, Ramban says it only applies in Israel. The question is why? What's the explanation? The explanation is as follows. Listen to me. When a person does a sin, what happens? There's effect being done. And there's effect being done on his clothes and on his 
house because he did the sin. When you do the sin, it affects your house. So if that's the case, that right away, the guy did a sin, his house gets sarat. He did a sin, his clothes get sarat. So why is it that only in Israel it applies and it doesn't apply anywhere else? And the answer is because sometimes if you ever go to a rabbi, a very, very holy rabbi, extremely holy rabbi, like the Ariza one time, he told the guy as soon as he walked in, he said, I could see from your forehead, this is what you did. So how would you know? He said, because I see all the olive bits in, on your forehead and the gimel is upside down. It stands for Geneva, Gezela. Must be you stole. That's the way he was able to tell people. There's stories and stories of Ariza. He used to walk in, he used to tell you. Even the, sti- the stipler, the stipler, there was, there was a guy who walked into the stipler of Chaim Kanyevsky's father, and he would scream, Shabbat, Shabbos, Shabbos, Shabbos. And nobody knew what, what he's talking about. Nobody knew what he was talking about. And he's screaming, Shabbos, Shabbos, Shabbos. The guy runs out. So what happened? He knows they don't keep Shabbat. That's what happened. He knew he didn't keep Shabbat. There's a famous story how one time he came to the rabbi, one of the guys came to the rabbi, came on a, on, on a thing, and he started shambling him. Don't, t- I, just take this for what it is, because people are going to ask me a question after, well, I'm talking about Gedolim right here. So he shambled him, and after that, he went outside on a motorcycle, this guy, cause he, and he got hit by a car, and the smash should have killed the, the guy. It just destroyed the motorcycle, and the guy flipped over, and his helmet cracked, nothing happened to the guy. And the, 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 the rabbis, the rabbi, you saw what just happened in your house? I know he didn't die. So how did, what happened? He says, I knew this guy, he had the malacha mavit with him, he was going to die, this guy. So what I do, I embarrassed him a little bit, he got kaparat of an oath, of course, this is, I'm talking gedolim, what's the understanding, how can you embarrass him in public, I'm not going into that. But the bottom line is, this is what happened, and he went out, he got saved, so he couldn't believe it. So, so, so the gedolim, when you're so great, you could see things, the babasali, what happened, there was missing somebody, the babasali, if he was around, he would tell everywhere, everywhere, everywhere the person was. The babasali, one of them was missing a person, they didn't know where the person was, and all of a sudden, he wrote a map. He took his thing, they came to him, he said, go here, go there, go there. <laughs> Boom, that's the person. They, they couldn't believe it. They went, they found, they found the person right there. They told him, they followed the map, they found the person right there. They couldn't believe it. He was like, how do you know? He says, when you're watching your eyes, you watch your eyes, you watch your eyes, you can see from one end of the world to the next end of the world. You know when Adam Arishon was, was born? You know Adam Arishon was able to see from one end of the world to the next end of the world? You knew that? Give me give a Hagiga, I'll show you. Can we give it a Hagigah? You see it? I'll read it to you right now. Go see if there's a Gemara Hagigah over there. If not, it might be over there. It might be over there. I don't know. But if, if you find it quickly, if not, I'll show you. From one of the worlds there or no? See if it's over there on my table. Right there, please. Quick. Right? It says, he would see when he was born, he was able, there was such a light that he was able to see from one end of the world to the next end of the world. It's okay. Forget it. Forget it. It's okay. It's really okay. We got we to gotta continue. But what? You found it? Oh, you found it. Here, I'll show it to you. Albert, Albert, I want to show it to you, Albert. Albert, relax. Look, look, look. I'm going to show it to you now. Look, look, look. You won't even believe it. I want to read it to you. So, wild thing. What is it saying? Hagiga. What does it say over here? Something amazing. What? No, no, no. I'll show you right now. Almost. Hello. How'd you know that? You're getting, getting good, you, huh? I see you getting good. Not bad, not bad, not bad, not bad. You're bad, you're bad. How'd you know? How did you know that? I got a while ago, but I didn't think I would get it all the right out. Solid. Blind, Blindfold. 
Wow, the guy is uh, the guy is on fire. You can pass the pin the needle test, Rabbi. Uh-huh. You can pass the needle test. Put it the pin test. The pin test. It's really good. He, the guy's a. Uh, hey, look, 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 look. Or listen what it says. You'd bet them what is correct. In the middle of the page, it says or the light in Mesech Hayiga Shebarah Kadosh Baruch Hu Bayom Rishon, the light that Hashem created on the first day. Adam Tzofebo, a person was able to see, Misofa Olam Hatzofo. You were able to see from one world, one end of the world. Imagine right now, I see the whole thing, what's happening in Israel, what's happening here, what's happening here. Imagine you could see that, Albert. How crazy would that be? But what happened? He took this light, and what? And he, and he moved it away. Why? Because there was going to be a bad in the world. He didn't want it. He moved the light. And that's what he did. But what happens? If there's no sin, and there's no bad, you can see from one end of the world to the next end of the world. So what does the Baba Sali say? The Baba Sali says, when you watch your eyes, you can see from one end of the world to the next end of the world. Because what prevents his bad eyesight? What's going on? When a person sees things they're not supposed to see, his bad eyesight is... But if you don't, and if you keep yourself clean, and you see the Kadosh, you can see from one end of the world to the end of the world, because that is the light. So you see that what? That there is a truth to it. It says the same, same Gemara, a few places, in this and that and that, that what? It says one day, on Daf Yud Aleph, where is it over here? It says one day in, in um, it says that one day, what happens? Yud Aleph, look, look at this, Yud Aleph and Ta'anit, what does it say over here? Listen to this, please, please listen to this. It says, what? It says right here, something amazing. It says, who is going to testify one day? One day, me made me, avne beto shel adam, vekorot beto shel adam me'idim bo. One day, what could happen? His walls of his house could testify on him. That he did this, he did this, or he didn't do this, his walls will testify. A guy thinks he's alone in his room, says, you know what's going to happen after? His walls will testify on him. That's what the Gemara says. You can look up Yidal. How can his walls testify? His walls don't, don't talk. You know, what, you know what it means? It means that when, you, when a person heaven forbid sins, the wall, the, 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 the sin is on the wall. The sin is there. So why does the Tzadat only apply only in Eretz Yisrael? Why only in Israel and not anywhere else? Because the Shekhinah is in Israel. Most, of course, Shekhinah is everywhere. But the Shekhinah is mostly where? The Shekinah is everywhere, right? But the, the, the more Kiddushah is, in it's a Kodesh. How do we know that? The Pasuk says, Ad lo asa eretz v'hutzot. That's what the Pasuk says. What does that mean? Ad lo asa eretz v'hutzot. Eretz Yisrael nivret techilah. Eretz Yisrael was the first, what? The first land to be created. V'kol ha'olam after Israel was created, then everything else was created. But Israel was first. Eritzel, you know, who waters Eritzel? Hashem Himself waters the land of Israel. Everything else is what? Through Shaliach. Everything else through Shaliach. But Eritzel, Hashem says, I'm going to water that land of Israel. It's my, I'm going to land it. So the Shkina is the mostly where? Most everywhere, but especially the more in Israel. So therefore, therefore the player says, when a person has a sin in Israel, the, the impact of that has much more than anywhere else in the world. And that's what's saying, that there's, 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 there's an impact on it. 
but it goes vice versa. It goes vice versa. What does it go vice versa? It goes vice versa that what? The Kedusha! If a person, for example, there was once a story how uh, Rav Shmuel Brambram brings a story in Bekori Shmoy. He says there was once a story that there was a Baal Tokea. He, he quotes, I forgot, the, 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 forgot which rabbi he was. But the Baal Tokea was trying to blow the shofar. And it wasn't going. It was trying to blow, trying to blow, trying to blow. What happens? The rabbi says, you know what? Take my shoes, wear my shoes. They didn't understand, okay. He takes the shoes, he wears the rabbi's shoes. And all of a sudden, boom. The Shofar was able to blow. In Bukhari Shmoy, it's in Parashat Lech Lecha. He says the story there, the Birnbaum. He says, what happens? He gave him his shoes, and he blew. How did it even happen? How did that work? No, the answer is, the answer is, that just like by Avon, it could affect you, it could also affect what? It could affect in the good, it could affect in the bad, it could affect in the good. That means any good that you do, it'll, it'll affect the belongings that you own. And therefore, it has so much power. And we said last week, Chavadia, one time, there was a person, they came into Chavadia's car, and he saw, Chavadia wasn't there, and there was an empty, uh, empty bag. He says, what's this bag? This bag's a bag of clothing. Oh, what's that clothing for? Oh, no, the, the driver says, I'm throwing it out. It's Chavadia's old clothing. He says, no, 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 don't throw out his old clothing. He says, what do you want to do? He says, I want to keep it. He takes it, he tells his wife, the next time you give birth, make sure you take this bag of clothing, put it underneath your, your what's it called, uh, your head, and then give birth. And that's what happened, and she had the easiest delivery. Two seconds, she would deliver it very, very easily. A few years later, Rabbi Yisrael Yonah, which was the writer of Kakamadia, his name was Rabbi Yisrael Yonah, his wife used to have a hard, hard, hard time in giving birth. All of a sudden, what'd she do? One day, she went to this, uh, this person, and she says, oh, she was just talking to her wife. She says, oh, you know what I did? And the wife says, I took Kakamadia's clothing, and I put it behind my, 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 my pillow when I was giving birth, and I got to give birth easily. So she said, can I have it? She says, take it, I'm done. I had all my kids, Baruch Hashem, I'm 55 years old, take it. She takes the, takes the bag of clothing, the next time she gives birth, every single time she gives birth, she put it underneath the pillow, two seconds, baby, boom, 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 didn't even, no pain, boom, 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 two seconds, she got, got it. What happens? It's the koak, it's the koak of so much time it's bought, that even the clothing of a person gets influence. And now I come to the point. What my, what's my point I'm trying to say? Malki Tzedek says, Baruch, what did he say? He blessed what? His words are, Koneshamai Vaditz. It should say, Oseshamai Vaditz. The one who made the, the earth. He says Kone because he's trying to say something. What's he trying to say? He's trying to say is that Avraham, he looked at Avraham and he had a problem. He said, How could Avraham Avinu go ahead and fight a war? With him, and according to the Rashi, one opinion is, and Eliezer. How can he do that? How does he have the guts? He says there's only one reason. He says he's coming from the power of the Kinyan of Shammai Vadis, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu owns Shammai Vadis, and therefore he's coming in his power. He says, I'm not fighting my battle. I'm fighting the battle with Hashem. Hashem owns the land. Not he made it, of course he made it. But once he made it, he has a kinyan on it. That means the Tusha is so great, I'm coming with his powers to win. When I come with his powers, I'll for sure win. Because I'm not coming on my own, I'm coming with his power. And then there's a story with Avetz Haim. And back in the day, there was something called the Tarbut. What was the Tarbut? They were taking kids and they were putting them and they were putting them in a certain school and teaching them nonsense. But the way they got them, say, oh, we're teaching them this, we're teaching them that. But the Havetz Haim made a kokore. Rabotai, whoever puts their schools in Tarbut, it's like you're putting them to the Molech, which is Abu Dazara. You're not allowed to do that. 
So there was one guy in town, far town, and he was fighting against the people. He says, guys, you can't put your kids there, you can't put your kids there, you can't put your kids there. So people weren't listening to him. People were thinking that you can't even, he, you're not, you're not gonna be able to succeed with this. It's impossible. This is not gonna happen. So he went to Havetz Rim. He says, Havetz Rim, I'm fighting a, a battle that I'm the only one and I'm fighting with everybody. Tell them, don't be your kids there, don't be your kids there, don't be your kids there. <laughs> the Tarbut is so much stronger than me. I'm one guy and there are hundreds of hundreds of people. They're, they're having this Tarbut, they're having this, they're teaching our children nonsense and I can't fight it because I'm trying and I'm the only one in my town. What should I do? That's what the Havetz Rim says. Havetz Rim says, you know what, what would you tell him? He says, you know what Havetz Rim says? Listen to this. He says, imagine there's a war. And you're in the middle. You're seeing this, this fight. You're in the middle. You see that one side is defeating and going to crush the other side. Because they have so much more power. Whose side are you going to be on? Whose side are you going to fight on? Whose side? Tell me. That's what you're going to fight on? Come on. You, whose side, Stephen? Underdog. No, 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 no. One second, one second. If you know that, again, guys, guys, there's a war. Imagine there's a war. And you know, you, you, could, you could pick which side. Not, no, you're the fighter. Not that I'm picking this side. You are going to be a soldier. So now, you could be a soldier and, and, and you know, one second, you know that th- this other side is for sure going to def- de- defeat the other person. You know for sure. There's no doubt about it. Because they have so much power. Wh- whose side are you going to be on? You don't want to die. You're going to be on the side like that. So he tells the Rabbi so you tell me I should be on the Tarbut Ra'ah side? On the, on the Tarbut side? They're much more, they're stronger than me, I'm going to lose this war. He says, no. No. You're fighting the battle of Hashem. You are going to be with Hashem's side. Because Hashem has all the power. And when you know you're on Hashem's side, there's no way the other side's going to win. Because He's more powerful. You understand? You understand? You know, somebody was asking me, Rabbi, how is it possible? There's, there, was, there was rockets in Israel, rockets, rockets, rockets. Nobody, nobody got hurt, Baruch Hashem, it should always stay like that. What happened? What happened? The answer is, Shammai Ba'adis is so holy that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is protecting the land. It's protecting the land. Abraham Avinu understands one thing. I'm not going to fight this war of, 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 of me versus them. I'm on Hashem's team going to fight it. And when you know that, you'll be able to succeed in every single thing that you do. Because, I'll give an example. Honesty in business. Are you honest or you're not honest? What does your word mean? If you believe 100% that Hashem is in charge of all the money, so therefore you're on His war, you're on His side, there's no way you'll ever be defeated. Do you understand that or no? You understand that? There's no way. A guy is late to work. Right? You're late to work. Or let's say, for example, uh, a situation comes. It's Shabbat. It's Friday night. But you have a big sale. Oh my goodness. I gotta make the sale. But it's Shabbat. But if I don't make the sale, I'm gonna lose $10,000. One second. Whose side are you, are you on? Do you believe that Hashem is the provider of all the money? So therefore, you know, I can't go against His will. And when you do that, you'll automatically have the winning edge. It's obvious. But you have to be on Hashem's side. Because the second you're doing wrong, that means what you're doing is, you're going against His side. You're going against Hashem's side. So why do you think that you will succeed? You understand that? That's a very important point. 
A person might hurt somebody in order to gain something, but that's foolish because even though you think it's a gain, it's really not a gain. It's a loss because you're going against that side. And that's what Abraham Avinu is doing. Abraham Avinu, I'm going to conclude with this. Abraham Avinu, what he's doing is, Abraham Avinu is doing something very simple. Abraham Avinu is saying, I'm fighting. I, I, I can't win, but Hashem can win. If I fight with the war of Hashem's behind me, then I can win. I'll never forget. You know, the, the, you know Chacham Yosef? Chacham Yosef Raful Arari? The Rosh Hashiva of Atere? The Rosh Hashiva of Atere Torah. One time, he was, there was a parlor meeting for Atere Torah. Listen to this. There was a parlor meeting for Atere Torah. And in the parlor meeting, he said that he needed, he saw the yeshiva guys, young guys, that they, he wanted to motivate them. So he made a program, and this program costed $10,000. And I was in the parliament meeting when he said this. He said, I didn't know where I'm getting it from. I didn't know what I'm doing. I just said, I'm doing it. Why? Because I feel this is what Hashem wants me to do. I'm going to do it. Where is it going to come? I don't know. Guess what happens? <coughs> he said at the end of the summer, when he had to pay, he gets a phone call. Hi, Rabbi. I would like to donate $10,000 to any cause of your choice. Do you believe that? I'll tell you a story with me. And I said this once before. Once, I was, it was two or three years ago, and, uh, and I had a group of 8th graders. 30 kids from 8th grade. And I said, I'll take you to an uh, amusement park. Amusement park in uh, a Nickelodeon amusement park. I'll take them there. He says, do we pay? I said, if you come 25 times, 25 times to class, you're getting a free, you're getting a free trip. At that time, I didn't know what, where I'm going to get, what, who's going to spy. I didn't get anything. The day before, the day before, and everybody's like, Rabbi, when are we going? When are we going? When are we going? I have to get a sponsor for those 25 tickets. It's probably going to cost, I don't know, about 2500 That moment, you know, you have to get a sponsor. So I remember, I was talking that I have a class online. I was talking, I have a class and this and that and that. As I'm talking, I finished. I get a text message from a person, Big Tzaddik, in Mexico. And he texts me. I could show you the text. He says, Hi, Rabbi, how are you? He says, I heard that you're having a trip. I like to sponsor everything. Every one of those tickets. And he came from Mexico. And he came with us, actually, to the park. And he took us in. The whole park, paid everything. And I said, Wow! Because when you're on Hashem's team, even though it looks crazy out there, even though the war against the world, it seems impossible, but if I, this is what I believe in, and this is what Hashem wants for me, I'm with Hashem, I'm definitely going to win. You know, a lot of times in life, you're gonna, you, you might have challenges. People are challenging you. People are challenging you. I remember when, when, let's say for example, people are challenging you. Let's say, give an example. You have a guy, he's getting religious, he's getting more religious, he's getting more shtag, he's getting more shtag, he's getting more. And then you'll have the person, ah, oh, you, ah, you're too, getting too religious, enough. So what are you doing? So you, it's going to influence you? No. I'm staying strong. There's a lady. She's getting stiut. Oh, so what does she do? She starts wearing stiut. Friday night she wears stiut. That's how she's starting. And all of a sudden she comes to the table. Her sister-in-law says, Oh, so you're getting religious now? So now what do you do? What do you do? Do you fold? Oh, next week I'm not? Or do you say, No, I stand up what's right. 
Yes, I am getting religious. Do you have a problem? This is where I'm gonna. This is where I'm gonna dress. And then you. And then what happens? You give it every time. You can always dress with every time he's going. Next. What happens? He's showing. I'm on Hashem's team. There's no way I'm losing. There's no way I'm losing. And that's exactly what Malkitzedik was saying. He says, "You, Abraham, I see that you're on Hashem's team. There's no way you could go out to a war with just Eliezer." But you have so much faith. Again, we're not Abraham Avinu. We're not going to go one guy and fight a whole war. Think, my friend, let's go fight a whole war. But Abraham was Abraham Avinu, and he understood that concept. That I'm not fighting my war. I'm fighting because of Kadosh Baruch Hu is on my side. And when you have Hashem on your side, you win any single war. That's the bottom line. You'll be successful in everything that you do. You'll have berachah in everything that you do. You'll, you'll, you'll do everything that you touch will turn into gold. Because you are on Hashem's side. You are in His side, and you have the protection of Hashem behind you. And this is what's going on. Am Yisrael has like a Lord Baruch Hu's side behind us. That's what it is. We say, Hashem Shomrecha, Hashem Silcha, Hashem is our Shomer. It's impossible. We have no Shemira, we have no safety, we have no Iron Dome, we have nothing but HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's the bottom line. And He's in charge of us, and He's giving us, and He's providing for us, and He's never going to stop. You know why? Because He loves us. That's why. Because He loves us so much. The Gemara in Mesegu Barachot says, Hashem, Azavani v'shechachani. The Vlamid Bet, Vlamid Gimel over there. says, Vlamid Bet, I believe. says, Hashem, Azavani v'shechachani. You know what that means, Azavani v'shechachani? You left me and you forgot me. You know what? You know what? Hashem, Borei Olam tells Hashem. HaKadosh Baruch says, Hashem, Hashem tells Bnei Yisrael, Bnei Yisrael, you think I forgot you? You think I'll ever forget you? I created galaxies. The Gemara says over a zillion, and it counts it, over a zillion stars, galaxies in the Shemaim. And he says, I only created for you, B'nai Yisrael, because I love you. I thought of you before I even created it. Because he loves us, that's why he's Shomer. Every single one of us take upon ourselves good things. And this is the lesson of Mutai. This is the lesson we're learning from Parashat Lechlecha. One is, the famous is there to influence others. Try to influence others. If you have it, do it. Let's go. Make it happen. The second we said is, if you're friended, if you ever have a fight, we just said about Abraham Avinu, about separation. Don't get into fight. If you have to, you want this side, go that side, that side, that's like the rabbi. The rabbi said, which yeshiva you want? You want to open up a girl's yeshiva, open up a boy's yeshiva, whatever you want. Hey, if your brother's in a fight, have a hashalom, what do you do? You make sure, you, you know, you stay, he's in trouble, anybody's in trouble in your family, you make sure you run, you don't just run, you chase. And the last thing is, don't forget, Whose side you're on? That when Abraham had the ability to go fight, what's the reason why? Because he understood Hakadosh Baruch Hu. I'm fighting his war. I'm with him. I'm 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 fighting with him. And I'm gonna fight with Hashem. And if I'm on his side, I'll win every single time. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.